Hello and welcome to Series 2 of the Mad Axeman Podcast. This is our first podcast in the new run of podcasts in the autumn of 2021. The usual gang are here. We do chat about painting. We do have a little chat about gaming. We have a world of war, 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 war sports where we make predictions for the upcoming Brixham ADLG competition. We have a chat about trade shows. That's almost something from a normal podcast. You can't believe it. And also this podcast or myself will appear on someone else's podcast and we talk about that as well. So there's all sorts of stuff and of course Andy's quiz and Andy's quiz music for those fans of French techno. Sit back and enjoy the podcast. This means war. This means war. We're back. Well, well, we're almost back. Uh, but so far, I think we've got six of the um, of the secret, not so secret seven or the surreal seven. I think number seven is going to be joining us any any moment now or possibly within the next sort of 15 to 20 minutes. But after a horrendous hiatus or um, maybe a marvellous hiatus, if you found much better podcasts to listen to than this nonsense, we are back into what I think we might actually start calling series two because I um, I forgot to call the other ones series two and three and four. Um, so they're all technically series one of the Mad Axman podcast. So in fact, it looks like Dave Saunders has just left the room already. He's just yeah. walked out on um, on the screen. That's um, that's a ringing endorsement of how entertaining this will be. But um, without without um, the rest of the crew here, that's that still should just about work for a while. So what we're going to try and do is ease our own selves gently back into this and um, and rattle rattle through some of our more regular features. And the main um, main meat of the evening is probably prediction time our um, very very scientific and um, intellectually rigorous predictions for the upcoming event to be held by the sea down in um, in pirate central in, in Brixham and devon so we've got some world of war 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 sports for you on that one but as is always traditional and i'm trying to think back how long this might actually be this is probably a good few months um to ask everybody what what on earth have you been painting making whatever in in the meantime so let's just start to my right and pizza's ipad as as you are now known and um has your hair got more darker um whereas everybody else gets grayer is there some you've been painting with grish in 2000 is that the way it is it it rejuvenates me so uh it goes darker you know other people go more blonde my you've been painting your hair that's what you've been doing isn't it yeah that's what it that Grecian 2000 brush has been um been getting into the roots it's fabulous it's it's a fabulous name absolutely what about the smaller scale stuff Peter anything um, over um, the last few months has made its way onto the months, painting table yeah funnily enough I was doing some more nights as you do because why not you, you do shot me there night. yeah yeah you know um um I also treated myself to a nice new hand drill thing which I then broke so um Wow! What, like, actually broke the motor or broke um, other bits of it? Oh, you actually broke those really, really small ones. So I've had to go back to using the uh, the larger thing. So uh, the the one that you use in domestic purposes for putting up um, shelves and things. No, I I managed to brick that as well, but that's a different story. Right. So I'm doing well with (laughs) film. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, long story. But um, yeah, I was doing some nights. Um, I also did some uh, medium foot because medium 
foot in version four is a bit decent. So mm. doing a couple that would work for, say, Medieval and a couple of others, mm. um, just to sort of round out some of the lists. So I've been basically going through a few lists and saying, ah, uh, that's an extra one. That's a, a little bit different um, to sort of add to different things. Okay, so it's been, been backfilling bits and bobs. Okay, well, you know, and, and, and in between doing the the the, the marvellous main so um oh flip- and naffertons had to naffertons you've done yes. some naffertons well who did you get them from was it let me guess donnington or did you oh get- yeah yeah donnington naffertons yeah. it, it went with donnington. my donnington knights you know right ah okay proper um so i got uh, the spanish knights and that so finish them right. off and okay the naffertons because they they just look good yeah they've got to be cool even if um we never use the list that they're going to be mm. in um, all right then. So, um, Mr. Dave, you've returned with a bottle of um, Heffer Heffer Heffersteiner, the yeah. traditional the traditional drink of um, the the Saunders Bunker, which in um, in our hiatus I discovered is next to the Stalingrad Grain Elevator in Harrow, which is marvellous. But, uh, <laughs> but what what have you actually been painting over the last few months? Anything made it onto the Saunders paint table? Yeah, I can see the uh, Grain Elevator outside. Actually, outside my mm. window, actually. Right. Um, not been doing a lot of painting. I'm going through to use the birds of the net hiatus. Yeah. Another hiatus. Um, Frank's still painting. Frank still painting. Frank. Painting. I, I think you're um, you're taking them down to well, hopefully sunny Devon in I a am. couple of weeks. That'll be bold. Yeah. No, it's a bit of a, a bit of just something different. And uh, I've yeah, been painting them for so long, it's time they got on the table. Yeah. Uh, but what oh. I've, I've been painting some Reaper miniatures. All right. What well, single one-offs or just? Yeah, yeah. Sort of. I was just sort of like get myself back into painting again. I thought I'll get something a bit different. Hmm. I've got some uh, some sort of like weird. Um, did, did you get the plastic ones or the metal ones? No, these are metal. I've got. I've got a Thoth, a Nephthar cleric. Yeah, he's basically the god Thoth. God of medicine in Egypt. Okay. And uh, so basically I've got some sort of like, they're supposed to be 25 or 54 millimetre because they're quite big. Um, Egyptian sort of gods. So they can work with my Egyptian army as uh, generals, I reckon. Ah, okay. Is that the first time you've done kind of the bigger figures in an awful long time, I think? Yeah, yeah. Especially these sort of, I mean, these are sort of very nicely sculpted. Um, In fact, let me get, pull one over. Hold on a minute. Hmm. He's gone. He's run away. He's yeah, escaped. The Reaper ones are very nice. They're all, all very detailed. So, talking yeah. of Nafferton, I've got... Um, hang on, hang on, look at the camera. Where has it gone? I've got a, a mummy throwing You've a, got a mummy. jar. Right, okay, yes. In a sort of Nafferton yeah. sort of way. In a big, big, big mummy and Nafferton. This one I've actually been working on today. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, it's waving in front oh, of us. Oh. Yes, that's got um, yeah. multiple axes. and all that. Yeah, his scrolls on his hip, mm. and he's got two bloody great swords. And are you, are you finding you're painting them in a different style to the fifteen mil stuff? Or, but if you want to use them with the fifteens, do you have to kind of keep it a bit more consistent? Well, I think they're a bit like your um, uh, your silly generals in twenty five millimeter. That's the idea. Is to have to right. yeah, the gnomes make the Egyptians look a little bit more interesting and funky. Yeah, I thought they'd be funky. Um, I'm painting. I mean, what I'm trying to do is learn how to shade mm. and do the sort of three color trick thing. Mm. Uh, so, you know, Thoth here has got a, he's pretty muscly. Right. Uh, so okay. 
three shades of, hang on, where's he gone? There he is. He's got three shades of brown. And then it mm. has a green face, which you probably can't pick out there. So I've gone sort of shading on that. So I'm just trying to sort of do a bit more shading, I suppose. So did you just sort of, you know, take off your, your sweatshirt and your T-shirt just to see how a proper, you know, yeah, full on exactly. six pack looks with different shading and, and match it to that? No, 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 not exactly. No, no, no. Or, or not a six pack. It was a Watney's Red Barrel. Basically, I'm just, I'm just I'm just copying off their website. Right. OK. Intriguing. What means war? Well, look, in terms of, of super detailed stuff, that must bring us around to Tamsin. And um, I'm just wondering if we need a separate podcast to do what have you painted since the last one? You know, do like a six hour telethon special or something like that. Because last time you were you were making more trees than than there were in Southeast Asia, I think. And um, looking at this, it looks like you may well now actually have more village than there is in Southeast Asia as well. Um, yeah, uh, you could say that. So. Yeah. That's but, excellent. But I took, the, I took the hint in your email mm. and I've restricted it to not that I, to lack of vegetation. Right. Okay, yes, there's no vegetation here. Because So how yeah. many months did you just carry on making trees after we stopped podcasting? You know, it, it's, um, they're like... Is it in real well, acres vegetation now? Work, vegetation work, possibly about a month more. A month more. So that's, what, 200 trees a day, 62 days. That's... um. Mm, no. I, well, I can go, but I can take the, the screen share. Right. That's the start. <laughs> um, did, did you get sponsored by, like, the COP26 summit for kind of reforestation or something like that? Was there, there some sort of, you know, subsidy to, because you're regreening the planet? Yeah. Well... Or did you just BBC get sick of it? Hire, yeah, BBC News yeah, went out of room for, for film things, by some sterilist types that mm. that was my motivation. But right, that could have been not. it. Yes. Yeah. So did um, so did did you get sick of it in the end of, of all those trees or? Um. No. Okay. <laughs> trees are lovely, aren't they? Still got plenty of trees to work to work with. I. Oh right. Oh, the the, the tree project is not yet finished. That could be. No, a, it's not yet finished. So maybe maybe we need to have a find a set a break, of rules. Taking a, taking a break until because I decided well, when are you doing the non-bundle work was a bit too much. Okay. Anyway, uh, so tell me when are you going to do deciduous? You know, you, and then you've got to have the four colours as well. You know, don't 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 tempt her. Don't tempt her. We just want to stick with the jungle. That will moment. happen eventually. This so would be a think, good time. This would be a good time of the year for doing the deciduous because you don't have to bother about all the leaves. Yeah, not far off. Not far yeah. off. Okay. So, yeah. anyway, you, so these are these all um are these Sarissa precision then? Or all these wooden right. buildings? Most of it, mostly Sarissa. There's mm. two war bases and a Charlie Foxtrot. I, okay. I, and those and the say, obvious question. So that people people listening understand. Currently on screen is a picture of a load of buildings that I moved on to after stopping on hmm. vegetation for a while. Yeah. So talk to me about the roofing material, because this is not the roofing material on my Sarissa Precision versions of these buildings. No, uh, most of them 
it was a data fetching me method which I'd seen seen other people using. They get so strips of towel, mm-hmm. bought a couple of cheap hand towel, cheap yeah. dark grey hand towels, cut them into strips and glued those onto the roof onto the roofs. And then how many ty- how many layers of dry brushing did you do on top of that? I think it was just two layers of dry just brushing. Just the two, yeah. Dry brush towels, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and did you trim the towels? Were they the right length to start with? Was there a? I had to I had to I had to cut and trip. I trim them. I <laughs> it was cutting slightly longer than just slightly longer than the length hmm. of the section of the roof that they were going to go onto. Okay. So did, and and then, um, there are others that I did with sort of cor- with corrugated. Is that a commercial project product or is that something? Uh, no, if that was corrugated card cut up into strips of right uh, of about right right size, approximate okay. size of actual corrugated iron sheets, and then painted to look exactly like really tiny corrugated iron. Yeah. And is there, is there a foundry corrugated iron triad for that or? Uh, no, it's just a mix of. I'm trying to remember what colours I used on mm. that. I think it was various rust, rust cut, rusty colours and mm. and a dry brush of gun metal, I think. Wow, wait, that's yeah, it's fantastic. That I like the way it's real. sort of brown in the runnels and grey in the highlighted bits. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the use of the word runnels, Andy. That's fantastic as well. I'm not entirely sure what it means, but it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, and th- I this one showing a stall sheds, which I did yep. with the uh, with the tar strip. Yeah, <laughs> yep. roof, which was done using fine grit wet and dry sandpaper. Oh, okay. So, so none of these have actually got the roofs they came with. Then they've <laughs> no. all been um, magically. They've all been. They've all been all been covered. Magically fixed. Okay. And is that an Australian geezer that you've got posed in yes, there? Because Goodbye, Mr. Lawrence. Could be. So you've now got Australians to add to your Japanese and your your mysterious US paratroopers. Well, I had the Australians for a long time. Oh, Uh, right. Okay. I I started with the Australians and... Hmm. Is that an actually scratch built? No, that's that's a Charlie Foxtrot building that I've clad with uh, corrugated. (laughs) You can't cladding. This is like grand designs. Yeah, I, I, I like the Charlie Charlie Foxtrot's buildings. Um, they always go together very well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, they're very nice. Very nice. Uh, this is one of the war bases ones hmm. I've done. Yeah, it's a proper building. Yeah, with the hmm. bits outside. And wow. this is the other war bases building. Hmm. So can you sort of stroke that roof? Building. Is it still furry, or has the paint kind of set it so that you it's could? It's hardened. All oh, right, it has hardened. Well, the glue, I've glued. Over PVA, after I think so after, after, the, after gluing the strips on, it was then sort of give them a liberal soak with diluted PVA to uh, really okay. set it all the way through. Then spray primed and then dry brushed. But but when you're going to start making the internal fixtures and fittings, you know the beds, <laughs> the chairs. <laughs> yeah, that may that may not be yeah. necessary. Wow! Yeah, probably well, a bit unnecessary, but it's a lot. Know, it's a lot better use of um of stuff from Dunelm than my um slightly cockeyed um, well, six I, mil. Well, the, towel, the towels I bought were actually from Sam Pound, formerly Sam ninety nine P. Oh God, yeah, that's inflation for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's all gone wrong. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and then it the bridge over spot. troubled waters. I did, I, did, uh, I did a few log bridges in various mm. lengths and styles. And did you, because we've done this trick before, haven't we? We've asked you, are those stones real stones? And I was about to ask you, are those logs real twigs? And you're going to tell me, no, you've done something they very, are very real twigs. They're real twigs. Oh, what a cop out. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought that you were going to say they were like pipe cleaners that you've encased in concrete yeah. and then dry brush with 68 different colours so they look no, just I, like twigs. No, they're real, real twigs. I, you know, those sort of trellis bits oh, right. okay. yeah. that you can get from the garden centres hmm. and so on. It's from those. Okay, because they're quite straight then, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And all the, and you'll notice on the, these photos, sort of uh, that lashed them hmm. using with linen thread. And it's yeah. proper lashings. So this would actually work if I was a really, really tiny person. I could actually step onto these and, and away you go. Yeah. And about a couple of weeks ago, started sort of, so I needed a break from doing terrain. Been doing it for four months, so I've started four months, yeah. figures. Okay, and these are these fifteens, fifteens, some additions. I rounding out my Ming Chinese and Chosun Chosun or or Yi Korean. Yeah, I mean so some Ming Levy Korean light horse, which is actually for. Because I never maxed maxed them out on my fog army. Okay. So I decided, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> well, oh. while I was ordering. So and who makes finished, these? Like, who's who's are these those from? Ones, but currently on the table because I haven't f finished. Okay. Got, probably finish them tomorrow or Friday. Which which company are they from? Uh, they're old Glory Fifteens, which I got from. Ah, oh, right. Yes, that's the bases. I I recognise them yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Those ones which were painted last week, those uh, some Korean levies, mm. Korean infantry to do. With the update to V4 in ADLG, mm. in V3, you could have mediocre pike. Mm. In V4, you can have heavy, you have mediocre pike or heavy spear. Okay, so you bought the same figures twice. Yeah, so it's perfect. still done as heavy spear. Perfect, perfect. Uh, and at the back, also got some mm. armoured infantry. I recognise mm. those. They're, my, they're the same ones I use for my Chinese army. Yeah. Yeah, they're grand, aren't they? They're lovely. That's uh, that's one, yeah. something where those old glory figures really, really rock. Mm. And stuff. Brilliant. Fantastic stuff. Well, look, that's um, that's an awful yeah. lot of, um, of terrain. Yeah. And um, you've graciously avoided talking too much about um the the ridiculous amounts of vegetation because i think yeah. we're now we're I'm just now showing it showing i scrolling yeah. back showing it to you now yeah no no i think that's a, that's a special youtube um video just of scrolling through vegetation with tamsin something like that or we'll just do a special youtube about what this is That's obviously more impressive than anyone else, but um, but someone's just mentioned they have done some Chinese stuff. So 
Simon, what, what have you I did not to? mention oh. J. I did not mention the J word once. No, 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 no mention of jungle. Um, no mention of jungle at all. Simon, talk us through what um, the last few months has, has covered your painting table with. So I've been busy finishing a variety of different armies. So I've now finished the, the Seven Years' War Swedish Army that um, I picked up from Clive. So that oh, was wow. that's okay. for the yeah. um, for the the King of the Battlefield rules that we play at the Central London Club. So I've now got the turnip, the uh, parsnip, and the Swede Brigades all yeah. lined up. You can do either um, lots of normal line infantry first, you know, first tier, mm. you know, the proper elites, the grenadiers, you know, all those those guys. It's all looking really good. Mm. I may have too much artillery, but. Um, as someone who likes to have lots of artillery, you can never have yeah. too many big guns. So that's they're looking looking really good. And those were so, um, those were the two. No, not I say two dragons, but it's not. It's actually um, Dixon, wasn't it? Dixon. 15. Yeah, the Dixon ones. Yeah, it was a yeah. Dixon's. Um, it was like a box set of um, Charles the Twelfth's. Um, yeah, Swedish army. So um, the slightly. How, how big mm -hmm. are the Dixon? Because are they big fifteens, normal fifteens? Because the two dragon stuff are sort of. Slightly small and chubby, but characterful. These are, I would say, uh, normal 15. So they're not okay. um, not, a, not as big and exaggerated as, say, Blue Moon. So they're nice, mm. proper uh, 15s. And when you paint them on mass and then you put a, um, things like uh, an army painted dip onto them, they yeah. come out um, quite nice. And you can see quite decent detail in the mitre hats and okay. the, the muskets and all that. So um, they look they look really good. It's especially a nice when you've colour got, scheme got as well for the Swedes. You know, blue and yellow always always looks good together. Yeah, blue so that things. comes up, and there, there may be some um, Swedish heavy metal ban um, banners for. Of um, course, just because you've got to have more of that. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. So I've done those, and then I got bored and decided, you know, for my twenty-five mil Chinese army, uh, it needed an ally. So there, uh, all of a sudden, a um, classical Indian ally appeared. So I've got elephants uh, and. Um, whose elephant did you buy for twenty-five mil Indians? Yeah. Uh, I bought it was um, Caesar. Caesar. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, because yours are twenties, aren't they? They're all mine are twenties. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I managed to get like um, two elephants for six quid. So it's like okay. I'll have I'll have those. Yeah, and, that works, um, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and they, you know, be, being nice and light, there it's, it's mm. quite easy to carry on the tube. But you, when okay. you look at it, it's still a respectable elephant. It's not a piddly yeah. little fifteen mil. It's a proper elephant. Proper thing. And. Um, Lots of the, the you know the obligatory warband and bow figures, mm. the classical Indians from um, I can't remember the brand of it now. Um, is it one of the plastic ones? Isn't it? Isn't it was a definitely, definitely one of the plastic ones. Okay, is um, hat? do they do Indians? Hat, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. So they they do a whole range of hat infantry for mm. various armies. So you have like a bit of bow and a bit of swordsman that fleshes out you know, the mixed sword, bow, and um, warrior units. So they come out quite nicely. Mm. And then maybe what, what about the what about the obligatory one unit of crap cavalry that every Indian army and ally must must contain? I've got I've, I'm lucky enough I've got enough um, some of that really cheap um, crap cavalry oh. that I got with the Chinese. Oh, yes. that, I read um, something or yeah, which is yeah. Um, I think it aspires to woeful. So right. it's yeah, okay. pretty horrible. So you um, can just paint it as whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. You can't tell. Basically, yeah. Yeah. You just it's not going to be on the battlefield for very long anyway. <laughs> no, those um, medium cavalry have come onto the table for two competitions. And mm. one competition, they did all right. 
the London GT, I think they proceeded to get themselves smacked five out of five games. Five so, out of um, five. Okay. Yeah, so they walked off going, hmm, that hurt quite badly. <laughs> okay. Then. Um, I think they, they um, brought a banana to a gunfight. Right. Okay. Um, and then just quickly, um, Dave was mentioning that he's got, uh, he bought the Reaper models, Reaper mm. miniatures for the um, New Kingdom Egyptians. So museum miniatures are mentioned because uh, I'm a big fan of them. And um, they, they mentioned they were having a price hike because of all the, the various yeah. price hikes. So it would be rude not to get in early and save, you know, because he said the price was going to go up 20, 20%. So therefore, I got a 20%, 20% discount. Yeah. So I may, now may own quite a lot more New Kingdom Egyptians to flesh out the um, the army so I can do all the Egyptian options. Right. So from okay. all the different in, uh, Indians as well. But what I did do, because you just need more models, and after we all like the 25 mil um, large general for things just to be have a bit of fun. Hmm. So I bought Anubis. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the real deal, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's that's a, Egyptian yes. statue Anubis, Reaper Miniatures, Dark Heaven Legends. Yep. Six, Carrying a skull. Quid. Carrying yeah, a yeah. skull. Of course it is. So, yeah. Yeah. You've got to have it. one of those. So, wow. Um, yeah, he looks seriously nasty. Yeah. So he's either going to be a baggage or a um, st- st- uh, strategic uh, you know, strategist general or something yeah. along those lines. Because it just looks well cool. And you've got to have one. Um, yeah. So that was that. And then the last thing that I did is um, alternate armies, the 15mil.co.uk, hmm. they've got a range of, uh, they do like 15mil sci-fi, fantasy and all that. They've got a range of historicals for um, one of their, their Renaissance games called Furioso. Yeah. So it's all um, uh, Italian Fancy wars. Fancy Lanchnecks and stuff, isn't it? Fancy yeah. Lanchnecks. So yeah. not that I needed any more Lanchnecks, so I went and bought some Lanchnecks. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it's like why not? Because they were there and they look pretty. Yeah, so what I bought yeah. is um, one of their a couple of units of their mixed swordsmen because they're all mm. individual uh, purchases. Yeah. So I thought um, after having a few games with Andy, mm. having a heavy swordsman two-handed chopper with um, lanch neck hats and cod pieces running on the table just mm. seemed appropriate. So they look well cool. So they've, they've, they've really taken nice. the ink and the, the whatever. It's really well, haven't they? Those faces. And yeah. Beards. They're much yeah. more detailed than I. I I, yeah, looking at the figures online, they're much more detailed than I thought they were. If that makes sense. Yeah, they. Um, when you first paint them up, they don't. Um, they don't look as good, but when yeah. you add the army painted dip, they work quite nicely. Yeah. So I think yeah. when you add them with a blue moon, hmm. yeah, you know, guy with big sword looks well, yeah. well scary. Yeah. Um, and if I can get the next one up, uh, hmm. where is it? Today, do they? Um, a different one. Do they? Um. Do they scale with Blue Moon? Because Blue Moon are legendarily enormous in some of their ranges, aren't they? Yeah, they're a little yeah. bit smaller and they're also a little bit fatter. So when you line okay. the models up, they're a little bit anorexic, but right. they still look quite cool. And okay. no, um, no, when you look at the big keel, it's going to be different to that. But while I was there, yeah. they had a few other random figures. So yeah. you've got to have, you've got to buy Machiavelli to lead yes, you in your Florentine yeah. army, because yeah. why the heck not? Yeah. And then if you'd go for Milan, You've got to have Leonardo yeah. da Vinci. Oh, and, right, with the scrolls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. So he'll be quite good. And yeah. then the other one who's just coming up is I've got um, Caesar Borgia for when I do the papal, uh, papal Italian wars. Okay. All right, so you're just going like full Italian 
mad nasty people kind of well, thing. yeah the joys of yeah like a, a pound 50 for the general oh, and all that it. you can yeah. just go it's not even you can't even afford a coffee for that so yeah you know all of a sudden you can do three armies with cool generals yeah i'll yeah, have that definitely perfect perfect okay then well look let's keep going around and um looks like adam has joined us but but whilst he's still um he looks like he's got a cat's ass in his face so we'll go to andy instead <laughs> i think strange. um so andy what have what have you been up to in the last few months painting wise uh well i'm currently painting some relations otherwise something very odd is on my screen right um, <laughs> yes yeah, no, andy um, going back to you sorry yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm currently painting up um ottomans uh mainly janissaries to make up a renaissance army to go with the medievals i've got for the hmm. Guerre renaissance rules which uh simon's um about to release on the unsuspecting public yeah um and um We've done quite a bit of that, and the as I said, the Italian war stuff is great fun. You get some lovely Good. games, and they're very pretty looking games as well. But the other main thing I've been painting is thirty, which is five units, I think, of uh, twenty-five mil medieval medium spearmen. So it's feudals. The idea being these are going to be well shallized for my twenty-five mil feudal English army, because I've got this theory that most feudal armies in Art de la Guerre don't have much of a medium foot uh, contingent apart from possibly Almugavars. So is that, is that sorry, just interrupting it. Is that Almugavars kind of the best aggressive medium infantry in the game? So nobody's yeah, got right, that but, unless they've got like ones that are just going to beat anything you've got. No, no, but if you actually look at the list, most feudal yeah. or, or medieval armies don't actually have much stuff in, don't have well, much medium foot anyway. So yeah. Given that, given that the Welsh have got, you can have a bunch of spearmen. I thought, well, you know, have them. Now, at least they really. could, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they, they'll do okay in terrain, and yep. you know, they, they can sort of, you know, cavalry might bounce off them. Obviously, knights mm. won't, but um, you know, better to have them than not. And you can get a few few longbows with them to make them a bit more dangerous. No, fair shout, absolutely fair shout, definitely. Well, okay. that's the cunning plan, which will probably yep. come to grief at um, uh, warfare, but we'll see. Mm. Okay, so has that been that's covered off kind of your painting from the last? Last while then, um, yes. last few months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This means war. This means war. So um, let's let's come to the man um, who hopefully has moved Cat's ass out of um, the screen, uh, the King of Sting this week, um, Mr. Adam in your palatial pile. What's What's been going on? In has it just been ferrying children to cricket and and no painting, or were you doing some Roman stuff? I can't remember. I've done bugger all painting over the summer. It's far too busy. I've been doing other things, so Wonderful. painting just hasn't been a thing that's happened for me this summer. Excellent. Which I'm which I'm okay with. I'm happy with. Yeah. As we come into autumn, but yeah, no other things. Okay, that's good. Well, that gives me much more time to talk about all the stuff I've done. So I'm delighted by that. That's a, a top result from my perspective. So, so yeah, from my my point of view, I've I've done some kind of really weird stuff. I've I've made an airfix kit, um, which and I've, I've even gone straight for like a quite a complicated one, which was the um, the airfix L, LVT with the Jeep in the back that um, is kind of it's a right bugger to. Um, to actually do can i drop that thing onto screen is that yeah. the buffalo yeah the buffalo the buffalo yeah. lvt so it's that thing um that that i've done and um i think i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm i probably must have done this when i was like 
12 or something because everybody did yeah, and it had so. a jeep in it and um and i i think i'm better at making these kits than i was when i was 12 which is a, a reassuring thing although looking at this on on the screen now i can see that door's sort of collapsed a bit and you can see the join lines there but but this is a very old Battle damage and, don't worry about it it's a very old difficult to make kit i think to start the, with the door's so, inside out yeah, possibly minor detail, and um, I, I'm sure that's part of design. But um, and it needed a lot of filling as well because it just didn't really fit together particularly properly. And um, and I managed to put it on table in a game of chain of command against Jeff, and um, and in its very first move, it came onto table. Jeff that- shot it. Um, it suffered a morale result that was retreat like 12 2d6 i think i rolled 12 and it retreated off table and i was like it had taken me bloody ages to make it paint it wait for a dry day to spray it and ink it and all the rest of it and 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 it just was like straight off table but um but it's been kind of my dabbling with chain of command and trying to get my head around the you know the complications what's chain of command like is it any good it is um i think a big problem is Jeff's good at this stuff. Um, hello, Jeff. I'm sure you're listening to this, but he's like really good at these things and he works it out. And he's played it before and I haven't. So I think if you stumble into it, it's like a lot of rule sets. If you, I always work on the assumption that um, it's sort of going to be historical and you do sort of the right things and that should work. And then you find that there's some game level mechanics and victory conditions that you do need to be aware of. Um, otherwise, it doesn't particularly work. So, or you get beaten by someone who knows what they are. You know about yeah, the best off. way of the best way of learning a lot of rule systems is to play Jeff because he'll yeah. teach you by thrashing you what it is yeah. you want to know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I thought I was doing all right, and then then I wasn't, and that that seems to be the chain of it. But, but yeah, there's some interesting stuff in it. And at um, Selwig recently, I did buy some cock dice, so um, which was a you know must be a, another sign of commitment to it. So I painted up a few more things and I painted up some more guys to, to do expand my Americans for chain of command. Then I've also finished off a um, 15 mil Spanish army, which was mostly um, Corvus Belli. I had some a long time ago. Then I managed to get hold of another pack of metal ones to make it into a proper army. And I'm going to take that down to Devon in, in a couple of weeks time um, to make them really um lively and and kind of colorful but with a lot of reds and yellows really to make them sort yeah. of feel a bit more kind suggestive of spanish. spanish flags aren't they really the red and yellow yeah exactly it just gives them yeah. that sort of vibe and and using a few um figures that were ones from from clive's collection i've just found as sort of odds and sods that i'm not sure they're all spanish i think some of them might be etruscan but but i based them all up as spanish anyway um to do that uh, and they were quite fun so I've done that. And then I've also finished finally, and I think I'd started this months and months ago, rebasing and reshielding and repainting all these Merliton 15 mil stuff in which I've been printing shields and um, actually even making some shields, which are sort of slightly oversized, but but with printed designs, which is obviously much better than anything I'd be capable oh, of doing really myself. Is. And they look really, really sharp, the ones that I've done properly. Some yeah. of them I've not done particularly well. <laughs> they don't look quite as good um, where the shields didn't quite fit. But but from tabletop distances, they're all right. But And, and some pavises well, that I've done. The shield's what you see. It's what jumps out at you. 
exactly it's some pavises which are actually um prints of real pavises that i found from reenactment sites and kind of shrunk down so they're kind of slightly bonkers but so and i've realized i had far more of these figures than i thought um so i've got plenty of medieval spearmen for different types of things and um and i've got enough now of these mixed sort of speary sort of um yeah whatever it's sort of speary crossbow guys that i can do that really rubbish feudal scan or medieval scandinavian army that just has loads of mixed um mixed swordsman crossbow guys with with all sorts of different shields so you'll be able to beat that quite comfortably on the table at some point um and then finally i got rid of or finished some of the um museum sale stuff that i must have bought before christmas from earlier this year of some of their um camels to be baggage guards the which um to go with the couple of sort of essex ones that everybody's got that are a bit dull so these ones are a lot more dynamic the um the museum baggage guards with kind of loads of inking and bits and pieces so i'll have to wheel out a seleucid or a palm yeah. myron or something sounds like you've get... made a, a real dent in the lead mountain and you're gonna have to reload it um well like, you know uh, I, I think what i've been doing is sort of finishing off bits and um and what it's really been it's been avoiding starting a major project and i've i've got like about three or four different projects to do and i think over the last few days i've been thinking i actually ought to paint the um the black seas starter set that i've got and um so that's probably my next sort of big project but you know let's just think moving on to the next big project it's probably time for us to move on to the next section of the um the podcast welcome to this week's world of world war 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 sports with special guest pundit michael richards so then welcome to world of war 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 sports in which the mad axman podcast team talk um vaguely intelligibly about something that we don't really understand and this week it's going to be us focusing on our predictions of what's going to happen in the upcoming devonian classic to be held on the um the south coast of devon in sunny sunny brixham or probably wet gray and quite cold brixham um but we'll all be ankle deep in fish and chips and dive bombed by um dive bombed by seagulls to um in which we've somehow accidentally managed to end up with um 36 players across the 15 and 28 mil periods and i think it's 12 and um 12 and 24 with the 24 being the big scale for it which is again just absolutely bonkers um far more than i was ever expecting but that's great so and that's only about a week away so we need to crack on and come up with some predictions so in our traditional format what we're looking at is to analyze which are going to be the winners um and as we've done before we're completely ignoring the way that the tournament will actually work and we're going for a sort of euro 96 style set of four pools and um, we're going to look for a winner out of all of the pools and then um then we're going to play off semi-final and a final so let's have a look at who we put into our first pool for the 25 mil so in pool one group one drawn out of the pot by um by all our celebrities gary lineker and charlie's theron have drawn out of the pot First up, Mike Bennett with a Pyrrhic army. It's a big army and a big army in 25 mil. Eddie Glue, Patrician Roman. Um, Andy Unwin, the um, the West Country Devil with Triumvirate Roman. We've got Richard Walker, classic from um, uh, the Midlands with Seleucid. 
Simon Clark is coming down from the land of Beer Burton with Republican Roman and always dodgy Dave Hanley, devious Dave Hanley from Warlords, who's using Kushan. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to um, to a couple of you and ask you to, to give me your analysis and say who's going to come out top in this one. So I'm going to start with the man with the hair, Mr. Peter. Tell us from the world of Peter's iPad, what do you think when you look at that list of... Um, Mr. Players. Oh, I, I, I like the Perrick. Uh, I've used Perrick a few times and they're, they, they're just so good, sticking all the pikes into everything. It's just whether the Romans, they've got enough to sort of like blunt it up if they're going um, from when we saw at the GT, if it's full fat Romans with armour and support, they start blunting the spear and then you can hit the pikes and then you can get around them. So um, my bet is on the Perrick, but it's going to be some very messy victories. You've got here, you've got sort of three successor armies and you've got three Roman armies. So, so you're saying the successors are going to come out on top in them um, in the big scrum? Yeah, yeah. I, if if they get the terrain, if the terrain messes up a bit, then they're a bit stuffed. But, um, um, if you can get the Pyrrhic in and have the odd elephant coming in at the side, um, I think that's going to win it. Sure, because they've got a strategist, they have to. Okay, but that's that's the thing for the um. That's, that's an argument for the Seleucids as well, and surely for the Kusanj, if you want elephants. Um, I've just found the Pyrrhic's just been a, a, a nicer run when I've used them. Okay. I've, I've had more luck with them. It's right. a real so, technical sort of like line so of your it. theory is it's luckier then. Okay, let's bring in Micah Richards. Micah, what do you think of that analysis? <laughs> look, at, look at the disgust in his face. <laughs> Well, yes. let's go to someone who knows what they're talking about, and um, and let's go to Saunders. What about you? Um, in in absence of anybody who does know what they're talking about, so, well, I think that the twenty five mils is quite heavy foot based, which is interesting. It's moving mm-hmm. away from what we've done before. I think in that first group, the Romans don't get rear support, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh, Dave Hanley's got eight cataphracts. I rather suspect supported by the cavalry. I was in those lists there. I would uh, I would probably go with one of the Roman armies because there's not a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of cavalry. I think oh, some of the Romans do there. Some of the Romans have got some good medium yeah, foot in there somewhere. Are you like saying it's going to be the, like the, fought in the, the centre of the park? The Romans get support. The patricians get real support. The patricians do triumph for it, don't. So you're going to say it's only going to be decided in the centre of the park then, Dave? Yeah. It's just going to be a head-to-head slog. This is world of slog. I think the medium infantry in the triumvirate Roman my army might make the difference. Right. Okay. So you're you're going. Um, are you going triumvirate Roman then? Is that that way you're saying to triumvirate uh, sweeping around the flank with the mediums, overwhelming the the yeah. undoubted numbers of Thracians in the other armies? Yep. That's going to be it. So we got to, so we got a vote for triumvirate, a vote for Pyrrhic. So I think we're going to come in and, um, and ask for a tie break. We're going to look for Mr. Lee Ray Mayer. Who, who's going to go on the tie break for um, out of that one? Triumvirate against Pyrrhic. Having been trampled by the uh, the Romans at the LGT, um, my money is on the Romans because they are terrifying. But Mike Bennett has a, a notorious habit of, on this one. of being a jammy git. So... Um, both Adam and I were on the receiving end of some of these Romans at LGT, and we know how painful they were. Um, but Dave Hanley is a very skilled player. So be but he's not in the final two, though. That's no, the, it's only the only win, Mike Bennett. Right. But so then I'll win on Mike Bennett. 
I will go. I will go with the the Romans because um, Mike has left Central London, so he doesn't count anymore. Fine, that's absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, perfect, guys. Yeah. Oh, guys, guys, guys! I think the tie tie break was um, Simon was going to say Dave Hanley, and personally, I would say that in Group One, everyone's going to be doing the Dave Hanley dance, and uh, Cushions are going to take that group, I reckon. Well, it's it's a late. It's good um, after you know what he's doing. It's a late interjection, but but bizarrely, having um, not made the final two, um, Dave Hanley wins with two votes. That's um, I think that that fits with our general That's VAR general of competence, really. Yeah, VAR has come in and um, and saved him, um, which is all good. So we're saying the Kushans are going through on that one, um, all the way from the um, the eastern mountains and the eastern steppes. So. Too. Simon, you're ruled out of this one because you're in it. Um, so we'll come to, to Tamsin and say, you know, we've got all sorts of interesting stuff here. We've got the central London warring states. Um, there's a metaphor about um, the council there. The, um, the Dorchester late imperial Romans, the, the late imperial Roman town of Dorchester. The Irish slave revolts. Not sure where that's going there um, with Richard Ainsley. Colin Kavanagh with his triumvirate Roman. Oh, another list coming up with that. Mark Fry is coming down from Berkeley with the middle Imperial Romans, straight down the middle with that one. And Mr. Mackey is coming up from um, Devoises with classical Indian. Very, very classical. So, so Tamsin, you know, you're looking at those. What's what's standing out? What's the where's the midfield power? Where's the where's the pace down the flanks? Who you think is going to win this tactical battle? I really don't know. This is going to be tough. I mean, you've got the Romans. Romans were always safe bet through. A win or a draw, but could I, I coming up flat? I the outs either wings. I classical Indian all that shooting could be. I yeah could do it. There's going to be a lot it. of the slaves. Going to be a lot of slaves yeah. there. Slaves, yeah, they might have done something nasty in the background. You never know. <laughs> they might have yeah. laced, I laced food with Romans food with something. Who knows? I think Richard Ainsley is a master of doing nasty things in the background. So, um, yep. yeah. And then you got the warring states. Yes. Uh, it's been a textbook army for success recently. Massed armies. They've got potentially chariots, potentially it. I, so really, I then, you've got, big, you've got I, Chinese. Shoppers, maybe we need to look at this. If you can't decide, if you can't decide, maybe we need to look at this a different way and say, look, there's Chinese, Indian three proper Italians and one dodgy Italian. Out of that, what would you, you know, if, if this was a takeaway menu, which one would you be picking? It has to be a curry then. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's got to be Irish slaves because it's just going to be too too much fun seeing a whole lot of um, levy and petulous going charging across the table at everybody. There is that, there is that, yeah. So you're saying out of this choice, you know, Peter and Tamsin, you'd, are you thinking you'd pick a dodgy Italian if this was the delivery menu and you're going proper solid um, yeah, Chinese, I, proper yeah, solid Indian? My curries, I can cook for myself. I don't need to get them delivered in. Okay, Chinese, all right. I can cook for myself. don't need to deliver yeah. in. Dodgy Italian. Irish. Italian. I, would, I would definitely yeah, I say... I can cook, but... Yeah. Why would I? Yeah. So I basically, you're going delivery because you can't cook a bad Italian yourself. Yeah. I, th I think that's a compelling reason. So, all right, so we've got the dodgy Italians, the Irish slave revolt, um, Mr. Ainsley going through from group two. Let's bring in Micah Richards. Micah, what do you think of that analysis? Indeed. 
day, man. This is social media. This is what the people want to see. So into group three, we've got two more um, central Londoners in a classic head-to-head. I'm going to come to um, I'm going to come to Mr. Finkel and Adam on this one. Um, so so we got Gordon with the Achaemenid Persian, which will be a, a vast army in 25 mil. We've got Dave Pike um, from Barclay with Triumvirate Roman, um, desperately desperately trying to avoid the dad's army gags. That's quite hard to say. Um, Mike Shepard, he won't want for a Sassanid army. Dave Allen with Hittites, it's coming across the desert, and um, Mr. Warsdale. I've, I didn't even I didn't even read down. You're even in this one. Maybe I'll rule you out of an opinion on this one, um, and I'll, I'll come to um, I'll come to Andy and Dave instead, and then um, Jason Scott with Etruscan. So we've got Persians, Italians, Shashajishes, Hittites, um, Dathians, and Etruscans. So. Mr. Finkel, what are you thinking then? Um, now I've just ruled out. Well, I've, I've, I got, I, I was on the wrong end of a meeting by Gordon's Achaemenid Persians a few weeks ago, and they were a tricky bunch to, to beat, especially when mm. they parked themselves in terrain mm. um, and have their cavalry hiding behind it. Um, I think in that uh, group, there's only one lot of, with elephants, and they may not even have them. That's the Sassanids. So I actually think the Hittites would do quite well. Um, and, you know, for the other finalists, I'd say Gordon, because it's always amusing to watch Dave and Gordon have a spat. So uh, that, that would be that my is prediction. Lovely, but we are in this version, if you've not been listening for the previous 15 minutes, only picking one, Andy. In that case, um, Dave Allen, Hittite. OK, all right. It's Hittite. Hittite, world of wheels, world of chariots. Let's bring in Micah Richards. Micah, what do you think of that analysis? <laughs> Mr. Saunders, you know what? What what dubious football metaphors can you come out with for all of um of these ones? You're you've been watching Liverpool do very well over the last few weeks. Who's going to be the the yeah. Mo Salah, um, and who's going to be the Manchester United defence? Who's going to be flying down the wing? <laughs> Indeed. Um, well, I'm afraid I might have to agree with Andy that um, a central Turkish racky. I think Dave Allen will be racking up the hits with oh. his Hittite army. Right. Oh, he's going to be hitting with the Hittites. So, yeah, I think I'm afraid, um, Adam, your medium foot are going to get toasted by those heavy chariots. Well, won't won't you have a bit of a problem with the Etruscans, though? They're all uh, heavy spears. Yes, that's true. That's true. They've got no rear support, so it's a bit of a 50 50. But he's also also got loads of, he's got about four impetuous medium foot as well. And, they, and I think as as your spearmen realise, they get toasted by the impetuous foot. So this is this is basically paper, scissors, stone. But um, we're saying the boy Alan's got two choices. Yeah, as long as he just takes a road and a gentle hill or something. Right. Okay. So we've got we've got the Hittites going through in this group then, and then. Well, Asm, I will ask you about this one um, because I'm pretty sure you're not in this one, um, having seen you in the one before. So we've got Paul Frith again, all the way up from Bournemouth with a heavyweight Panamiran army, um, some proper heavy metal there. We've got Mark Mannering, another um, another possible opportunity for Dad's army jokes with um, all the way from Cardiff with classical Greek. 
I need to actually fix the draw. So um, Pike plays Mannering, don't I, really, in round one? <laughs> um, just so I'm thinking that now. Um, classical Greek textbook spears across the table. Steve Price, um, hotelier of choice to many of the competitors um, from the Barclay and Brixen Massive with Middle Imperial Roman. Excellent. Mr. Whitby is bringing Warring States Chinese. Um, Mark Clark is coming down from Birmingham with the Three Kingdoms Chinese. And there's another Warring States in this group, Chris Jackson from Cardiff with Warring States. So we've got three Chinese, one Italian, one Greek, and one um, sort of, it's all bloody Lebanese, isn't it? All, all that other food that's, that's from that part of the world. So um, Adam, who are you, who's jumping out of that group for you? Well, um, if I can shock people off, but for this one, I think um, Palmyron is a very good, tricky army. It's got all the tools that it needs. Uh, Paul's actually a very decent player, so as long as he's practiced with that army a bit, a <laughs> good player with a very good army, I'm going to go because I'm looking at the Chinese bandwagon jumper honors, so I'm going to uh, vote for <laughs> Paul on this one. Your but. Before you commit to that, you know, do remember I'm giving you a lift to this one, not Paul. Yeah. You're still committed. Okay. That's yeah, but you've got no skin in Tim, you've got no skin in this game. You're in the different scale. No, exactly. No, I'm just just wondering if um Adam's choice was was down to, to his ability no, to actually get there. Mate, you're just trying to put I, the kiss of death on him. So Adam Adam's Tim. avoiding the bricks and Brexit taxi um yes. yes, indeed. All right, and so you're saying um Palmyra. So Peter. What about you looking at these ones? Is there anybody who's going to like, you know, go head to head, um, scrum down? Who's going to toss it in at the line out and come out on top on this one? Uh, I, I think Palmer. I, I think they're actually going to kind of go in and stomp quite nicely. Um, some of the others, I, I think they're just going to be a bit of a mixture. Um, and they're going to, uh, you know, the warring states are going to fight off against each other. I think the Palmerans will uh, have it with a bit more flexibility. I suppose if you're, um, you know, one of the middle imperial Romans of classic Greeks, you've got the chance of, of three Chinese. But, you know, each time you've had one, you'll just think, oh, it's another one, really. Um, yeah, another yeah. one with a load of chariots coming, storming into middle yeah. imperial Romans, basically going, oh, Skittles. Skittles, indeed. OK. Yeah, but there's so not Palma that many chariots, are there? You're uh, yeah, there are. Or something. I think yeah, the Palmyrans might falafel fail against the and get themselves in a bit of a tagliatelle against the Middle Imperial Romans. Well, I, I think the cataphracts will say otherwise with the Palmyrans. They'll make noodles of them. So we got Palmyrans yeah, going through it. with two votes on that one then. So um, let's bring in Micah Richards. Micah, what do you think of that analysis? <laughs> right. Predictions, mate. Andy, you've been the official scorekeeper. So we've got, if I remember correctly, for our first semi-final, we will have... Is it the boy Handley's Kushan? Yeah. All the way from you know India yeah. and Afghanistan. Um Kushan's or, all the way from um Derby or whatever, yep. That's right. Or, or wherever he's coming from, um up north, um rugby world. And that's taking on the, the slave, slave revolt. revolt. The Irish so slave got, revolt. So we've got Kushan <coughs> against the slave revolt. We've got the um the dodgy Italian against the um the rather dry and dusty um Arabo Indian. So um Adam, um because again this is another list that you're not in i want to kind of get that out of the way quite quickly just in case it happens by accident later um what are you saying against um dodgy dave handley um against equally dodgy richard ainsley the um the dubious italian against the um the slightly dusty indian 
I think um, slave results against Kushan. I think Kushan will be able to screen enough off and then just give the rest a bit of a kicking. So um, I think Dave can be um, to do the business. So I am going to vote for uh, Mr. Handy on that one as well. Mr. Handy, go up on then, Peter. What about you? Are you thinking... Um... Yeah, going, uh, it, it depends. If he gets lucky, the, um, the Irish slaves can just sort of overwhelm them with numbers. Uh, the thing with the Kushans, you want a bit of space and a bit of maneuverability for your uh, shooty guys to have a bit of an effect. But if you can get in and get lucky on the first couple of rounds of shooting, you can sort of like pin them back and start to overwhelm them. Yeah, one thing I think the, the, the slave revolt army has probably got a strategist in the form of Spartacus, which will give them a bit of an edge in the terrain. All right, but um, Peter, but, but who, who are, you, are you going for? Which one were you going for, Peter? Let's let's. Uh, it's you Irish in. slaves. So there is there is a tiebreak then, and Andy's already chipped in, so we might as well ask him to be the tiebreaker. Um, so Andy, and I come from the... Ireland, so I've got to go for Richard Ainsley. All right, so on the basis that you're sort of from Ireland, then okay. Um, I'm actually so from got... sort of. I am from sort Ireland. of. Right. Okay then. So we've got the um, the slave revolts going through to the final. We have got the dodgy Italian in the final. You'll never beat the Irish. Yes, indeed. So um, for our next semi-final, we've got Dave Allen with the hitting, hard-hitting Hittites against Paul Frith with the um, the Palmyrans. So we'll start with Mr. Lee Ray Mayer up in the top corner. So um, Hittites from, from before biblical times to Palmyrans from the, the middle of the biblical desert, I guess, um, something like that, which... Which one's these? You've got, you've got wheels, you've got four horses, you've got horses in armour. What's going on there then? Well, how are you seeing that one playing out? I'm going with chariots. I've, I've got a feeling that, uh, Mr. Allen will bring a metric shed load of chariots, probably from one of his random 20, uh, his plastic armies. I think it would just be an absolute swarm of chariots running around the table. So um, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting combination of chariots on... Um, Cataphrax, but I'm going, going with the chariots because I think chariots are cool. That's full of it. So, Tamsin, what, what do you think on um, on this one? Is it is it the boy Alan with the world of Hittites or is it Mr. Frith with proper heavy metal palm irons? Chats versus cats. Yeah. Chaps and I cats. Think, yeah. I think the chats, I've, I've French, I French felines, probably going to win. Yeah. Alan's in the final against Ainsley. It's the slave revolt against Palmyra, which um, which is, you know, that's vaguely historical, isn't it? There's only a few hundred years and, and the Palmyrans are almost Romans or something like that. Maybe they can arrange to play on a neutral ground in Syria or something, possibly. That could be mid-table. Mid so quickly going around, you know, how is that game going to play? There's the, the horde of slaves against um against the horde of um, of hordes, hordes and wheels. So let's just run down and, and work it. So Adam, starting with you, who's who's winning against the horde of wheels and, um, and the horde of slaves? Um, looking at the final um, for this one, my vote's definitely going with the Dacians. Okay, that's a very, very solid choice. Um, Peter, what about you? <laughs> Uh, it's going to be the Irish slaves. I think the Palmerans are going to be a bit too short on numbers. Well, the Palmerans uh, have already the, lost the, in the semi-final, haven't they, to the Hittites, didn't we say? No. Did we see Hittites? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's two chariots beating cats. Yeah. I would so, see. But, you know, we're not, we've, done VAR, we've done the VAR joke once. 
already. Palmyrin's so, Mar- um, Mar- all the way. Cataphract is going to mow down the medium foot. In the are we going back to the set? We replaying the semi final? Was there a was there? Does VAR allow the whole game to be replayed? I thought I thought we'd voted two to. No, we've kicked off. You can't go backwards and kicked off. We can't go to. I thought we'd voted for the Hittites to win. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, we did vote for the Hittites to win. But you said the Palmyrans, which is well. Oh, okay. So it's actually my fault. That's good. Well, look. Let's. I'll edit that bit out. And then we'll um, pretend the Hittites won. Yeah, make okay? it sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's all good. So so other than that, Peter, so imagine I've actually not led you down the garden path, so to speak, and um, and you have got the Hittites against the slave revolt. Who are you thinking is winning that one? Um, I, I'd like to have the Irish slaves uh, go through and do it again. Um, I, I know it's going to be a whole overwhelming numbers of uh, wheels and slaughter and everything else, I just think they could, they're just going to overwhelm them with numbers. I, I just want to have them just swamped. So who's going to overwhelm who with numbers, though? The, the, the Irish. The Irish. Irish slaves. Irish so slaves going in, swamping um, the Hittites. The okay. Hittites will actually have quite a small force, because if you've got um, heavy chariots with impact and all, all the sods and bods, um, you end up probably about 20, 21 units. Okay. The Irish slaves, um, if you take all the... Um, Levy and Petrus, you've got 24 of those anyway, and you're not even up to half points. Okay. All right, Saunders, what about you then? Where are you going on this one? Palmyrans. <laughs> so we got one vote for Dacians, one vote for Palmyrans. Is it two votes so far for the Irish? This is working brilliantly. This, I think um, this might be our best one so far. And then, um, Simon, what about you? Out of the two people who are actually in the final. I'm going for the drunken Irish. I just think, yeah. That many um, guys running around with a, you know, especially by um, a game five over a weekend. There's going to be a few pints under their belt, probably a bottle of um, whiskey. It's on for them, so they'll win it. Okay, and then um, let's bring in Micah Richards. Micah, what do you think of that analysis? What a guy to work with you are, honestly. <laughs> Tamsin, I think have we, I haven't come to you on this one already, but I know. Okay, so, so we're three and three, yeah. we're three, one and one. And there's only one vote more left to go. And, um, so, you know, it's going to be very strong on the left yep. wing, right wing, in the yep. centre. They're going to, I, they're just going to swamp. It's a proletariat swamping of the Hittites and driving the Hittites back into the sea. Fantastic. So, it's going to be, so it's going to be no aim for to Spartacus. No, yes. no, I'm Spartacus. Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. They're just going to swim over the line. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Right. So it's the Irish Spartacusians. We think are going to be winning this one. So fantastic. Well, look. Thank you for enduring an episode of World of War, 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 War Sports, and um, we will we will try and resurrect this after um, possibly we all go away and um, and do some preparation next time. I remember you heard it here first. Yes, indeed, and possibly for the last time. Thank you. That's World of War, 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 War Sports. Compliments to the script writers. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, Yes, that was, was, for those of you who have wondered if we are scripted, I think that was probably the proof that you were looking for. Um, So as we move on, lurch on towards the... The latter end of this podcast we we've got another regular feature that we've um we've resurrected from before time time forgot and i think this is also a piratey brixton theme as we move into andy's quiz 
Well, those are the questions, and um, Andy, I think we this time we don't have last time's questions because we gave the answers. Or no, we gave the answers, yes. So this is going to be mercifully short. Um, so hit us with um, whatever your questions are this time well, for Andy's quiz. Well, given that Brixham was reputedly a pirate haven at some time in the past, I think I it might still the theme be, would be on fair. Pardon? I think it might still be one, actually. Oh, we'll if find you out. See some of the pubs, yeah. interesting. Right, okay. Well, this is all about uh, pirate themed. So, question one Which of the Roman first triumvirate cleared the Eastern Mediterranean of pirates after being empowered to do so by a special law passed by the Senate? A. Julius Caesar, B. Pompey, or C. Crassus? Pompey? Is that, is, that, is that a pretentious way of saying Pompey? Could be. Could yeah. be. Excellent. Good. Right. West okay. London Massive, we're all on. That's excellent. Right. Question, question number two. two. In the year 1696, Henry Every of Newton Ferrers, Devon, local link there, captured the wealthiest prize ever taken by a pirate ship during the Golden Age of Piracy, a Mughal ship carrying gold and jewels worth 600,000 pounds. That's 91 million pounds in current value. Every was never captured and his treasure was never recovered. What was his profession before he turned to piracy? A, Royal Navy officer, B, bishop, or C, slave ship owner? Okay, right. Choice of three. That's good. Um, yeah. If you, if you Google Newton Ferrers now, um, Google Maps says that there's a co-op there, so um, <laughs> possibly it's possibly it's moved on a little. Maybe it's a little bit maybe, more maybe, you know, maybe egalitarian maybe, than when the world. Maybe lost his treasure and he's, he's working yes. as a shelf stacker. Who yeah. knows? Right. Question three: Fictional pirate Captain Pugwash made his debut in the Eagle comic before being made famous by a BBC TV cartoon series. Which of the following was not one of Captain Pugwash's sayings? A, dithering dogfish, B, blistering barnacles, or C, scupper me skull and crossbones. Okay, I'm, I might just save those and, um, and edit them in over some of your other utterances in future episodes forever. But um, so, so that's going to be grand. But so that's, that's all three questions. And sadly, people will have to wait. I was going to say till next week, but probably until next time that we do this for those answers but look that does mean it is time yet again for andy's quiz music yeah with no with no answers this week it does mean that you um we only get two episodes of andy's quiz music maybe i would maybe we'll just have to patch that in towards the end so we've got a we're into the final stretch now so so another kind of quick round the houses of um of what's coming up and, and possibly even what shows have you been to as well how have you managed to get out and do some some face-to-face -face gaming over the last few months and a, a quick round the robin um simon what what have you um what have you got coming up in in the plan and um, are there any face-to-face -face events that you've done recently that you can share so um, went to the, the the London GT and the Bournemouth competition, which were fantastic. It's great to get a, another lockdown army on the table, which is all good fun. Uh, looking forward to the Devonia competition, which would be interesting. Never been down that way before. And then I'm looking at the big shopping competition. I'm looking I'm looking forward to is Warfare, just due to various other life plans and all that i can't get to salute uh which is a real shame so i'm looking forward to warfare where i think my credit card might get spanked 
might get some battering, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, because he hasn't done much for a while, so it's just sort of sitting there going, you know, there's a trade a trade show full of um, mm. eager traders saying, here's some shiny things, look at me, uh, yeah. come and buy me. Yeah. And, and Dave, we I think we both, well, I, I think, we did both go up to um, Selwick, didn't we, recently? Although it was sort of tail end of the day. I think Tamsin, you, yeah, you did as well, there. I think. Yeah, but I think you were there kind of earlier. We we were there when it was sort of starting to quieten down in yeah. in the afternoon. Um, but Dave, what was your what was your kind of views on on being back at a show? Well, it, I, Selwig was in the same place as the GT, so it's, it's a bit of deja voodoo with mm. being in the same running track nonsense yeah. um, as we've been to the GT. But I, I thought Selwig was really good. Um, good show. I, I spent a bit of money. I spent 30 or 40 quid, which I didn't expect to. Picked up some two dragon samurai off uh, Buff, was it Bill? Bill's thing. Oh, Colonel Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Bill. They're, they're, they're second hand and old figures, but it's always worth fiddling through and seeing what's in there. Got mm. some nice two dragon samurai generals. Uh, yeah. Paint. Well, that's mm. the that was about it, really. Yeah. No, I, I thought. It was, oh, and I found my glue. I found foreground glue, which I've been looking for for so long. Right. Okay. Now, how did you? How did you feel actually being? Because that London GT venue or the the Selwick venue now is so vast. To me, it it didn't feel like you were inside in a way. You know, or from a mask and confidence point mm. of view, you were like, this is a vast open space with a really high ceiling and and all the rest of it. So, it didn't feel like being crammed in. A smaller sort of trade show space no it was quite good that we because you had the mass of um games workshop players and a lot of the other games in the center the GT, the, yeah the, the gt yeah you had a mass of them in the, in the center of the um the hall hmm. in, the, in the middle of the racetrack you yeah. had quite a quite a big walking uh, space around it which was quite handy so you could go walk to the beer and bring it back hmm. to the table which is always good. Yep. And then you had all us historicals up on the upper levels and we were all quite spread out. I mean, I think it was one of the first competitions that I've gone to for many a year where you could actually turn around, walk away from the, your table without having to do the Tetris uh, duck and um, um, the Tetris dodge, weave and evade um, yep. all the people sitting behind you. So it's a good okay. venue. And yeah. also they had a lot of portaloos outside, so the wargaming stench stayed a long way away. Stayed a long way away. Okay. Um, Tamsin, because you you I think you went to Selwick earlier in the day. And did you go yeah. up to um the um one in Newark as well? Or no, I don't I don't go okay. up to Partisan, no. Yeah, because Partisan looked really busy in the morning, didn't it, from the photos yeah. I've seen? I Selwick, I Selwick was quite busy in the morning as well. Yeah. Hmm. And I what you're saying about the space. I mean, yeah. it was deceptive because I thought that there were less games and traders than Normal. previous Selwigs. Mm. There were actually more of both. Wow, okay. I yeah. think it was three more traders and six more games mm. than the 2019 one. So. I must admit, I thought the, the way the demo games were all laid out in the middle, if I'd known it was laid out like that, I think I would have made more of an effort to spend more time there. Because I almost don't remember demo games from Selwig before. I just remember it as sort of a... A shopping show that smelled vaguely of chlorine but yeah. now it's um yeah so uh, we've always had some good demo games yeah. to uh, put on that you could try it on i remember um trying a good few things because he used to take my boys along because okay. they always had some uh, inventive ones from chariot racing to yeah. climbing it climbing climbing a mountain you know all, all a bit different maybe, maybe by the time i fought my way to crystal palace before i was just like 
look, I want to get in and get out because <laughs> I've got to drive yeah. home. But this was much easier to get to. Yeah, I. in terms of the games, I, there were some quite interesting ones there. Mm. So, any any that you saw in particular? Or? Uh, there's one set in the, I think it was the, there was a 1930s, 1930s Thai rebellion. Yeah, I saw that. That was, <laughs> okay. that was quite wow. interesting. That was that looked quite an interesting game. Um trying to can't remember who put it that bat on. Uh there was also one set in the French Indochina War. Okay. So and, some nice, game, right? nice that was setups quite, quite interesting. And another because you wanted to use your jungle um, town. Was Be- I Beersheba? I the charge for the Australian Light Horse. Okay, so three three rather niche things then. That's good. All with their own demo game. Okay, and what 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 did you feel about being in that sort of you know trade show type space? It, I fact it was so open. Hmm. Yeah, I got in there and because I hadn't been there before, I didn't know how yeah. spacious it was. Yeah. And I got in there. I was wearing masks when I went in, but soon. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is so damn open. Yeah came off. Yeah, it doesn't feel no good. Okay. All right, then we'll um this means war. This means war. Adam, what about you? Other than is there just like stories of ferrying cricket around? You know, obviously, I think you you were at GT as well, weren't you? And um, obviously, Bournemouth. It was good to get to, good to get to GT. Good to play to soldiers. Good to meet everyone. That that mm. was really um, yeah, really pleasurable. Um, I would say for Selwig that um, going from a swimming pool to step up because um, it always smelled funny, but now it's yeah. and it's a far better space for it. So that's good. Um, going from South London to North London, definite step up. Yeah. So um, that, that, that's good to see. Yeah. Um, but um, I haven't really done anything other than that. Just really looking forward to Brixham, to be honest. Fantastic, yeah, Mr. Finkel. What, what about you? Your um, your experience of of stuff, what you've done over the last few months, face to face wise. Uh, face well, the I did the same competitions as Simon, um, Bournemouth, uh, London GT. The one day at the I did the one day at the club, and. Um, we got we got Brixham and, and Warfare to look forward to, um, and I haven't been to any shows in terms of buying stuff or, or anything like that. Didn't make it to um, couldn't make it to Selwick, um, and um, been playing a lot of stuff down the club generally down there one 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 um, night a week, and keeping up my games with Dave Ray in America most weeks. Um, so a lot of lot of face to face stuff, mainly ADLG. Simon and I have had a few practices at the Renaissance Rules, and I think they're almost ready to be uh, let loose on people once we've once Simon's checked out the army list. But uh, okay. yeah, so looking forward to Brixham, and um, I think Reading will be a try and, well, try and win more than one game this weekend. That weekend, yeah, yeah, Reading I think will be a huge one though by the time that comes around with a, with a proper big trade show because. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's been a long time. Even though I guess salute is, is in fact, is anybody going to salute? Yeah, I was, I'm, I was thinking I might do. I haven't decided yeah, yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to salute. Uh, it's just down the road. And it's on your doorstep. I didn't manage to do Selweg. Um, salute, I always find quite interesting. It's just depends whether it's just going to be flooded with people, which is a mm. bit much, but there's lots of height space and everything else. Yeah. 
But well, so um, the secret is to kind of go after about 12 because everybody queues to get in at 10. And then yeah. by about one o'clock, it's starting to, to thin out quite a lot. War games have got yeah, no, it's, no it's strategy. Strange. It suddenly changes, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. And, I, um, that's, true of a lot, that's true of a lot of shows, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was chatting to um, some of the guys on the Two Fat Lardies stand, at, um, um, in fact, Don, Don Avis up at Selwig. And I think he said at the show at Partizan, they did something like 95% of their business in the first hour and a half. And then out of a, of a whole day show, it was just kind of crazy. Everybody just rushes in and buys stuff, and then it just really, really slows down. So, But everybody's still there. If you go at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, it's, um, it's much, much better. Um, okay, and then um, I think who've I, who've I not come to so far? Um, we talked. That's, in fact, is that the full set? We've, we've all done. Um, just try to think what else is the, the one thing I'm looking for. I mean, mm. the London GT was good, good fun getting back mm. because that was the first time we really saw people coming o- across from like um, Spain and Italy and you know uh, other places. So um, that was really good. The warfare is going to be fantastic for the number of people coming across. Um, that's going to be uh, a great one. Is it 46, just 50 mil ADLG? Yeah, I think there's 46 of that and 20 or 42, maybe 42 and 24, possibly. I think, you know, yeah. It's not like 68 or 66 players in total, which is that, a insane. That's going to be crazy. Absolutely insane. No, that's that's really something to look forward to in a proper big trade show as well. And um, I think that one's such that Salute won't take the edge off it. Maybe maybe Salute did take the edge off Selwig a little bit, but um, but I think yeah, no, that's that's going to be a real real big one because I don't think I can make Salute at all either, really. So definitely I, something well, to. I going back to Selwig for one big bit that is two of large, two large companies had both booked quite large st- stands and brought subtle product. <laughs> yes, them. yes, I'm um, not mentioning not mentioning no names. Warlord, to yeah. combat. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't too much product on on those two things, was there? Really? No. 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 That was a bit tricky. But but I guess I think there's a challenge for some of the bigger traders in terms of of getting stock ready for some of these shows because you know if it's uncertain about when the show is going to be, they have to to actually invest in cast up, prepare a lot more stock than normal. And with the uncertainty well, I think, over it, I, I guess. In Warlord's case, I was speaking to the guys on the store, yeah. they were the sort of B, the B team bit. Okay. Because like, so it was also Spiel in Essen. Oh, it's Spiel. All oh, right. Okay. That's so Spiel in Essen. Yeah. So this year, I think is. Most of their staff and stock had gone over there. Fine. So look, you know, this year with the with the scheduling events, then it's just weird. There's going to be a lot of those sort of car crash things when, when it, because all the events being piled up in the back end of the year, and it'll be much much better when it's kind of better spread um for next time so no no I, and I, I must admit i really enjoyed going to selwig and and i enjoyed it by going when it was quiet because it that kind of oh am i in a crowded space am i actually on a tube you know was was dissipated by going when it was actually quieter and there were so many people who were just grateful to be out and and just catch up with and see you know, it just made you remember how many people you actually know in this hobby, um, <laughs> which was kind of weird to, to do. So, um, so I think that's great, uh, but yeah, see, I Jeff and Chris Beasley, there. yes, yeah, yeah, a couple of, couple of uh, central London players who've um, not been so well both getting out and, and braving it, so that was good as well. So, 
good so we've got a lot coming up then over the next few months to to talk about and report on and um i think also actually yeah one other thing that i've done but last week i was a guest on um the god's own scale podcast which may in fact even be out before this one gets published as well um so there'll be there'll be that the the inner secrets of how the mad axman website works and um and a bit about this podcast works will be on um, with sean from god's own scale uh, which is a grand podcast and uh, much better planned and produced and put together than this old nonsense um, oh, but are, are, there, are there scripts available um possibly yes <laughs> but not not from the one that i was on because i certainly wasn't <laughs> provided with anything so um yeah so watch out for that one as well um something to recommend so we will return at some point in the next few weeks as we start to gear up to um well, I guess as darkness falls and we start to gear up to a more regular schedule of not going out and, um, and doing other stuff. So so thank you for enduring with us as we we stagger back to normality or as close to normality as we get. And um, from me, goodbye. And from everybody, goodbye. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. 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 See you, everyone. Spartacus.